This episode of The Enhancement Talent is brought to you by Just For Men Hair Dye, which was kept in business in the 1990s almost exclusively by the members of the NWO. When you watch literally hundreds of hours of professional wrestling over the decades, you tend to retain some nuggets of wrestling knowledge. And no, I'm not talking about Owen Hart. Today on The Enhancement Talent, we quiz each other to see who comes out on top as this edition's quiz master. Join us as we give you our fourth edition of The Enhancement Talent Trivia. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Enhancement Talent Podcast. I'm your host, the man in the rafters, the one they call Tony Lopez. With me tonight, as always, the other half of the fabulous Lopez cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez. How are you doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. We just got out of Halloween. We are now on our road to Thanksgiving. The short three-week trek between holidays. Uh, yeah, everything's cool. How you know? Halloween treat you all right? It was okay. Work. Take the kids out. Get to eat their candy. I have lots of it here in front of me, so I uh, will snack on some during the show. I suppose. <laughs> nice. As you see this. Recent what's your favorite trailer? Halloween? Yeah. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Halloween candy, to me, there's two different ones because in Halloween candy, it's got to be right here at the Reese's, the Reese's cups, the big ones, though, these right here. But when it comes to the actual mm-hmm. candy, I love me the uh, the Hershey's with almond, the big bar. Those are oh, those are my favorite candy, but you never get the Hershey's with almonds and like small Halloween candy size. You get this crap right here that I'm showing you, these regular ones, but you don't, <laughs> you need the almond. That's what makes it special. So those are my favorite candy, but Halloween yeah. candy, the Reese's cup right here. Boom. I might just enjoy one right now. Nice. There you go. Need open it up the, like the, the, yeah, the wrapper opening up like the glass breaking when Stone Cold coming out. There you <sighs> go. There. <laughs> well, I, my, fa- my favorite is Twix. I fucking love Twix. Um, but but we, you, you talk about Hershey, underrated in my opinion, the cookies and cream Hershey bar. That's I fucking love my that. son's favorite. Yeah, my son's favorite. Yeah, yeah, the white chocolate with the little cookie pieces in it. That's mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, How about sir. oh well out out in beautiful Cary, Illinois. Let's get him in on this subject. The Warsaw Blonde himself, Adam Kalavik. Adam, how you doing today? Uh, I'm from Maxwell Street, actually, but uh, I'm good. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. Thank I'm sorry. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you? What's your uh, What's your favorite Halloween candy there out on Maxwell Street? I, I, I can't narrow it down, so I'll give you my top three. Uh, Snickers, Three Musketeers, and Skittles. Skittles. Oh, Skittles. Skittles have freaking crack in them, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. I can't. Three... Three Musketeers. I was never a big Three Musketeers guy. No, I mean I'll eat. I like bar. I'll eat them. Yeah, you can't have yeah. the small one. The small, the small Halloween one that does nothing for me. But if you get the bar for Three Musketeers, those those are money. 
Yeah, I got my eyeballs yeah. on on my five year old, so she got a full bar of that. I'm, um, I'll get my eye on that. Yeah, I don't know what is it like. What, what's in the middle nougat. of the Three Musketeers? Is it nougat? nougat. It's, it's, nougat. it's just too. I don't know. It's just too light. Too, too nougaty. I don't for know. You? Too nougaty. Yeah, I want my uh, I want my caramel and caramel and cookie with the Twix. That's that's what I want. Yeah. I like but, I, like, oh. I like dots too. What was that? I like dots too. My kids just handed me the dots whenever they got those. Yeah, I just talked to uh, talked to my uh, kids. And, you know, I wanted to see how they were doing for Halloween. And Adrian, my youngest, he said that he loves dots, and I'm like, I was never a big dot guy, but yeah, I mean, what are they? Those are the those are the like little licorice. Mm-hmm. Gummy things, like, right? Yeah, little gumdrops, but not yeah. not quite gumdrops. They're gumdrop shaped. Yeah, I need to admit the I, movies you know, a lot. You know what's grown on me as I've gotten older that I used to hate when I was a kid, but now I'll eat them. Milk duds. I actually kind of like milk duds now. Yeah, I like, I've mm. always liked those. Yeah. Since, since since we're on the subject, what's the worst Halloween candy? Oh. Um, what's it called? Candy corn, I think, is too too easy. Um, those uh, what the hell is it called? The waxy, the 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 waxy peanut butter uh, mm-hmm. candies, you know, in the orange wrappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, the, are, those yeah. suck. What are they like? Aunt Sally's or something? There, or something? I forgot what the hell they're something called. Something like that. Yeah, like those discount like. I don't like mounds myself. I'm not a coconut person. I hate yeah. coconut. Yeah, me too. I'm not a big coconut guy. I always so, yeah, hated popcorn balls. A- yeah. Popcorn balls? Yeah. 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 I'll go with you on those too. I-, I love popcorn, but like, yeah, with the popcorn balls, you always get like the little uh, slivers in your in your damn teeth. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> You said but, um, uh, candy corn. I had to do uh, bingo for my daughter's Halloween party, so teacher asked me to bring candy corn as uh, markers. And this one kid <laughs> in my daughter's class said, "Hey, can I try one?" I said, "Yeah, sure, go for it." And he he eats one. He runs to the trash can and he spits it out, and then he yeah. proceeded to do it two other times. I said, were you expecting it to grow on you or something? He's like, they're disgusting. I'm like, well, then why do you keep eating them? <laughs> <laughs> they're like the they're, equivalent uh, well, the, of uh, peeps. I hate peeps. That's, well, that's what well, they're like that for me. Well, you're you're not a big marshmallow dude, are you? I love marshmallow, but I just hate peeps. Those oh, yellow, okay. Those suck. Yeah. Yeah. But those are big on Easter, like around Easter. Yeah, back time. in my Osco days, I ate five in one sitting, and I think that kind of soured me on them. That was yeah. way too much. That's like when you drink too much and you swear off a certain liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there we go. I mean, Halloween. I like I said, I I haven't trick or treated myself since I was like thirteen, but you know. Having kids, there always is a good reservoir to just pick off little pieces of candy here and there. They, they don't need all of it. They no, don't really they need never do. Yeah. So you're saving them calories. There you go. Absolutely. 
I'm tell I tell but, them that I make sure they're not poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> My immune system tolerates it better than theirs. Yeah. I'm saving your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. But well on to the show at hand, folks. Let's get into our news portion of the show this week. Um, I think the big news that has been going on around um, since we last been on are reports about the investigation involving CM Punk and the elite in AEW. You know, they had that internal investigation going on um, involving the fight that happened between Punk and uh, the EVPs at all out. Um, and uh, apparently <clears throat> that investigation is over. And now that, you know, <clears throat> the, the word around the campfire is um, AEW is looking to buy out the rest of CM Punk's contract. Um, and that he's basically done with the company. There's other reports coming out that uh, the, the locker room in AEW really doesn't want him back. Um, I read today that there was a story saying that there was a vote taken, and while there were people who said that even though they don't really they don't really want him back, they would be willing to work with him uh, on a professional basis, but the overwhelming majority uh, were people who just didn't want him back. Um, you know, the report saying that, uh, Jericho was one of the more vocal ones saying that, uh, he's a cancer in the locker room and he doesn't want to work with them. Just stuff like that. And it's just the fallout of everything that happened at all out just has now come back and bitten CM Punk in the ass to the point where now he's, it seems like he's no longer welcome. He's going to be fine. I mean, they have to pay him out what. The, the contract uh, was, and by all accounts, you know, the, that figure was never, you know, officially let out, but from what everybody's saying, it's a significant amount of money. Yeah, so he he's going to be okay. He could definitely get his mother her own bank account if he so chooses. <laughs> well, he's not really tight with his mother from what I understand, but he's um, not a family. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a family dude. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's on on the outs, and from another uh, report was saying that um, he's got inroads as far as acting goes. Uh, Stephen Amell, who's uh, you know one of the leads on that show Heels, that's on Stars. I guess they they're coming back uh, for new seasons, and he really wants Punk to be a part of the show. So this, you know, now that he's freed up. You know, he has all the time in the world now to to shoot heels if he wants to be a member of that cast. So, yeah, I mean, it's just just weird. And now we're getting vignettes on Dynamite that are teasing the return of uh, Omega and the Young Bucks with uh, this whole them being erased from, you know, everything AEW, the, you know, the E in AEW is being erased or whatever. Th- that's very interesting to see. Um how about you guys? When you when you hear and see all these things about um, CM Punk getting bought out and that he's basically done, um, what we, what were your thoughts when you when you heard that? Let's start with you, Bob. When I read the report that Jericho called him a cancer to the to the uh, you know to his face, I, I, 
instantly the uh I started wondering if Jericho like sang him the lyrics to his song too, where he's like, "What have you become? <laughs> you betrayed." <laughs> um, I thought was, I thought that was funny, but at the same time, I, I get Jericho's perspective on it. You know, um, you do read the reports that everyone says he was difficult to work with and and stuff like that. But I mean, we've talked about this in the past. It's like this is a professional business. And if you're not happy there and, and you don't want to be there, there's a door. You know, you got to do what's best for business. And as Tony Khan, um, you know, you got to right the ship and stop all the uh, the backstabbing and the, the bullshit politics that are in the back and just nip it in the butt and say, hey, this is my company. And, you know, this is what I thought was originally the face of the company. And if he doesn't want to be here, then I'm willing to show you, hey, I'm, re- I'm ready to move on. So if you got to buy out punk and, you know. In, in order to write the uh, right the ship and steer it the right way, then do what you got to do. Um, I like that people like Jericho have spoken up. Everyone else has kind of been quiet about it. I do like uh, how they're now teasing um, the elite coming back. I did tell you that they were backstage last week. Um, you know, with within uh, uh, Dynamite, and they uh, the the word is that they'll probably be showing up at the pay per view, which will be cool just to have them back. And um, it's just like, when, when you actually think about the logistics of things, CM Punk was champion twice, held the belt for six days total, just because of all the injuries and all the bullshit that went along with it. But, I mean, that's, uh, just like I said, it's just time to move on, you know? So this happened a couple months yeah. ago, and now it's just, you want to get rid of the negativity that's going on with your business, and you move forward. You, you move on, you turn the, the, the page on that chapter, and and let's start a new one and do what we got to do. Yeah, especially now. I mean, don't forget, Punk had to have surgery on his torn pectoral muscle, which means, you know, even if he wasn't being booted, uh, he wasn't going to be coming back until, like, spring or summer of next year anyway. So, yeah. Punk will be fine. Uh, how about- Punk will be fine because if you think about it, uh, like you said, the thing with Stephen Amell, hey, come and act. He's done movies before. They were paying him to do broadcasting for certain MMA uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that that he's done before. He gets paid a ton of money to show up to those uh, anime conventions and you know the comic cons and stuff like that just to do signings. And you know, I'm sure there's there'll be some local you know pro wrestling company like an indie show that says, hey, here's a ton of money. Can you come just to do an appearance? And if you really want to do it, you do it. You know, so. That's just, uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. How about you, Adam? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, reading people's comments and takes on this has been very interesting. Um, You know, I I just, I understand that not everybody is a fan of of the Bucks and the fans of Omega and, 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 oh, he was just telling the truth. Well, again, there's still no proof of the fact that they were spreading these stories that punk is accusing him of. And, you know, if punk has legitimate beefs, the place to not do it was in a public form after one of your biggest shows of the year, where you make the company look like an ass, you make its executives look like an ass, and then you're just calling out half the roster. It was just, um, I don't care who you are. It just makes your business look bad. It makes the owner look bad. And, you know, it's something that has to be done just to show people that they can't go off the rails like that. So it's, that's just, it's just amazing though, that think about 
a year ago at this time. You know, everyone was having the good the good vibes and riding the wave and excited about him coming back. And he was a happy citizen. And the, the more I've had to think about it, I truly think a lot of his comments were born out of frustration with uh, the injuries because he had one right after the other, as Bob mentioned, the two times he won the title. And just I, I just don't think he's cut out for the for the grind of the wrestling business. Uh, he just he just can't take the day to day. He can't uh, you know dust off the criticism and 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 the things he reads and the rumors and all that stuff. And I just I, the business is just I don't think it's for him. So uh, it's it's just best to part ways at this point. Uh, it's just. It's unfortunate. He's a, everyone knows he's mad talented on the mic. Um, he's pretty good in the ring. It was a big shot in the arm for the company. But, you know, Tony Khan, again, we've been talking about it for weeks, has to show people, you know, you can't screw around. You can't do whatever the hell you want to do because there's going to be consequences. So uh, they have to make an example of this, if nothing else, just because, again, I'm disappointed as a fan just how unprofessional he was at uh, bashing the company and, you know, uh, being hypocritical, really, because his initial beef was with Hangman Page for going into business for himself, which is exactly what he did at the press conference. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think the business has just kind of passed him by. He, I mean, don't forget, he's, you know, as you guys said, he's he's injury prone now. He gets he's getting hurt a lot more often than he used to. He just turned forty four. Which I know is not old. No, it isn't. You know, <laughs> but you know, it's when you're out there in the ring doing the grind. Yeah, 44 is not young either. So yeah, it, especially when you're tearing your pack and you know all this other kind of crap. It's it, time catches up with you. And like we said before, this we'll talk about it now. There's also rumblings. Well, if he's out of AEW. What's the chances of him going back to WWE? And my take on that is, you know, if Vince were still running things, I would say he had a better chance of going back. Uh, but with Hunter, yeah, I I, I don't see it with Hunter running things. You know, I, I think, you know, I would probably give it like a 10% chance because I know Hunter, you know, Triple H would probably be like, yeah, there would be a really big influence, you know, big influx of uh, interest. You know, we can make some money. That'd be great. But is it worth the headache? Because, you know, he's already showed you what is going to happen, you know, if he doesn't get his way. On top of that, it's already common knowledge that, Triple H and CM Punk really don't care for each other very much. So, you know, all the shit with, you know, him getting fired on his wedding day and all this other kind of stuff, it, you know, I, I just don't see it happening. Like I said, if Vince were still running things, I mean, shit, he iced things over with the warrior there for, you know, before he died. That means anything can fucking happen. But, you know, Vince isn't there anymore. It's Hunter running things. So I, I just don't see it happening. How about you guys? What are what do you think are the the odds of somehow CM Punk going back to WWE? We'll start with you, Bob. It's the world of professional wrestling. Um, 
money talks, whatever makes the best for business, whatever brings a shock value sometimes. Um, I, I would say it's low, like you said, because, yeah, now Triple H is in charge. But um, you want to shock the world and bring in CM Punk, put more butts in the seats, you can. But, I mean, WWE is doing pretty well right now uh, on their own. Um, and then, again, I think if they do decide, hey, we, we do want to take a shot on you, you got to lay out the logistics of everything first. This is you're not running the show. We are. You know, you, you can't go into business for yourself. Um, and, and, you know, just uh, like you said, put the rules down and say follow them and, and we will give you an opportunity. But I, I, I don't see that really coming, especially because the day before the day that he went off at the at that scrum. I mean, he was still talking shit about Vince McMahon. No one made most the most money off of CM Punk's name than Vince McMahon and Cole Cabana. You know, so he was like just talking mad shit still to that day. So, um said how he lost his, his um, passion for the wrestling business for seven years because he was wrestling for the WWE, you know? So it's just like there, there's a lot of uh, bridges that were burned, but money always talks. So like I said, it's the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. How about you, Adam? What are your thoughts? So you guys think he's got more heat with Hunter than, than Vince? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. How, how come? He was... Super bitter over not being in WrestleMania, but he, he blames uh, the WrestleMania main event. He's super bitter about that, but he blames Triple H for that. Okay. Yeah, he does. Okay. He blames Triple H. He's like, yeah, because he was supposed to fight Hunter. And and he was like, well, you know, he, if you put on a good enough match, people are going to be like, oh, that's that's the main event. Is like, no, the main event's the last match, motherfucker. So, yeah, he's he, he is still super bitter about that. And, yeah, he's always blamed triple h for that and while you know and the whole firing on the wedding day thing yeah officially you know vince made the call but from you know i honestly think that you know i i think hunter had a hand in that too and i i think he's he said as such uh you know when when you go back and listen to that Cole cabana podcast the one that got them sued um he pretty much says that as well. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of animosity between those two, and I don't think there's, especially on on Triple H's end where he's running this company and he doesn't want any kind of like huge distractions uh, to kind of get in the way of that. I just don't see it happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only way I would see it is is twofold. Again, I would I would never say never in the wrestling business, as Bob just said. And Triple H has shown a propensity for bringing back names. Um, in his first hundred days in office, I guess uh, that just passed. Um, but in order to do that, you a as Bob mentioned, you know, you have to lay down the law, and I would do that contractually, like the. The opportunity, first opportunity you you violate uh, going into business for yourself. Not only are you terminated, but you're terminated without without pay. I, I would stick that in there, and uh, also uh, I think he'd have to be a part timer like Lesnar or like Roman Reigns is kind of settling into. He just can't work a full schedule. I think the, I think the politics, the travel, all the stuff that goes along with it, he's just not cut out for it. So if you want to book him like an attraction, put him on the big pay-per-views, a couple Raws leading up to him, 
Uh, that's the best you could ever hope for. But yeah, I would, I would put it at 10 or 15% myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that piece of news there. I mean, that it's slow news week, pretty much, uh, this week, you know, crown jewels coming up if it happens, because, you know, there was an intelligence report saying that Iran and Saudi Arabia might be going at it soon. And if that happens, you know, crown jewels probably going to get canceled, but you never know. It's not really shaping up to be that great of a of a pay-per-view anyway, as those uh, Saudi events really usually aren't. Um, those are just money grabs. You know, and then Dynamite was tonight. I guess the big news out of Dynamite was that Jeff Jarrett is now all elite. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-F-F-E-T-T-U. What kind of year is that guy having, man? He's, you know, everywhere. Get got. Yeah, I got bought back into WWE, was in the Hall of Fame, uh, had a had a job with them, but then got shit canned once the whole Vince thing went down. And now he's back in or not back, and now he's in AEW. Um, came out, hit Darby Allen with a guitar tonight, and then um it's been announced that he's the the new head of uh what was it, business uh he is growth or whatever the, the hell new, the new AEW director of business development and you got to remember not only was he AEW not only was he WWE he was Ric Flair's last match and that's he was true also, too also popped up in that G the game changer wrestling GCW he popped up there remember so mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's everywhere now. He, he's uh he's 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 a man it's the it's the Jarrett sons you know, <laughs> tales from the territories too. Yeah, that too. Jeff Jarrett's everywhere. Ain't that great? So, uh, yeah. Backstage, yes. On the camera, not so much in my view. Yeah, I mean, be interesting well, to see. I mean, they're teasing some sort of like invasion. Not, I don't know about invasion, but some sort of thing he's going to do with those guys, with Sanjay and Lethal, and and those guys maybe band some RX impact guys uh, together and, you know, they do have a working yeah. relationship with impact. So, you know, they could do some cross uh, promotion that way. So that might be interesting. I, I just think at first I was well, like, why is he on my he, television? The, he, but I'm saying, he's the father of TNA, isn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, so that's, that's interesting. And then again, uh, backstage, you know, his, his experience with, booking and the business end is 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 very vast obviously from all his years and all his father's years in the business and you know tony needs help you know backstage not you tony you're you're doing just fine uh thank t- you, thank tony you. Khan needs help you know with the booking and running stuff backstage it's we've just discussed that's not his forte so um from that end it's it's a interesting signing well, we'll see what uh what Double J can do. Um, I have faith, you know. Like you said, he, he could be a really good backstage presence. He was doing, he was getting some positive, uh, positive remarks in that role when he was in WWE before he left or was released or whatever it is. So hopefully in AEW he'll have just as much of a positive impact. We'll have to see. Was Tennessee Lee available? No, no, no. <sighs> Maybe Southern Justice can come in and do a program with uh, FTR or something. Southern Justice. 
I hope not. It's bad enough to have to fight the gun club. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the news portion of the show this week. And let's get on to the task at hand. This week, we are bringing back uh, what was a pretty popular um, thing that we did back a while ago. We did our string of trivia shows, and we're going to give you another volume of that. This is our fourth volume of our Enhancement Talent Trivia Show. Uh, We've all had a turn now to be Trivia Master, uh, which is, you know, the ones who come up with the... uh, with the questions and everything, and now it jumps back to me. I am going to be Trivia Master tonight. I'm going to give uh, Adam and Bob their questions. It's going to be just like last time. There's going to be um, five categories. Uh, each each contestant is going to get five questions from each t- category, ranging from 100 points up to 500 points. And uh, whoever has the most points at the end wins. Um, you guys want to hear our our categories for tonight. All right. I will give you our categories for tonight. First, category one, our first round, will be the year they debuted. I'm going to give you guys a wrestler. You tell me. What year they debuted. If you get it within two years, you will get credit for the question. Okay? You don't debut. have you, you don't you don't have what's that? Debut like debut are you gonna tell us a company that they debuted for or just because I mean some of these people did indies before they became famous? No, just just the wrestler themselves. Okay. Okay. Does not with one company, it's that wrestler's debut. Um, yeah. So if you, if you can guess the year correctly within two years, you will get credit for the question. Round number two will be the territories. These are going to be questions all regarding, uh, you know, the territory, uh, era of professional wrestling before Vince consolidated things back in the eighties. Round three will be tragedies. Those are going to be all questions regarding the plethora of wrestling tragedies that have happened in the history of of, uh, of wrestling. Uh, round four is going to be about managers. Question, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Questions revolving around managers in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, let's see. That's one. Two, three, four, and then the yeah, and then the fifth round is going to be name that ring entrance theme. We played this last time, and we're gonna play it again. All right, and then at the end, uh, we will have a final question, and with that final question, like we like final Jeopardy, you guys will uh, you know bid on how many points you want to wager on that particular question. And uh, if you get it right, you gain the points. If you get it wrong, you lose the points. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Um, First off, um, is somebody going to keep track of the points? I know we had somebody do that last time. Bob, you, you cool with that? All right, Bob's gonna keep track. Bob's gonna keep track of the points, and let's see. I'm thinking of a 
Okay, cool. Thank you, sir. I am thinking of a number from 1 through 15. Whoever gets it closest without going over, without going over, will go first. Okay? All right. 1 through 15. Bob, what's your guess? Six. Six. Okay. Adam? Ten. Ten. It was 13. I knew it. So, Adam. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Your birthday. My birthday, man. I know. Speaking of which, yours is coming up, man. Mine's on Sunday. That's, that's, yep. All right. Happy early birthday. Nice for that, but, yeah. Thank God you're not 44 uh, yet. (laughs) 40 on Ooh, the big four zero for Bob go. this awesome. on Sunday. Forties yeah. are All awesome, right. man. Take it from someone who knows. There you go. All Is right, there a bonus so Adam, we're going to start off. What was that? Is there a bonus question? No, at the end there's going to be a final question. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, let's get going here. Let's get with round one. Year they debuted, like I said, if you guess within two years of the year, then you will get credit. All right, Adam, you ready? I'm ready. All right. The wrestler in question is Chris Jericho. What year did he debut? I want to say that was 1990. I want to say 92. 1992. Well, you're lucky that there's a barrier of two years because he debuted in 1990. I almost said that first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you, you got within two years, so you get credit. Adam gets 100 points. All right, Bob, your first question. What year did the aforementioned CM Punk debut? Hmm. Now we're talking indies as well. Yeah, his professional wrestling debut, his pro debut. He was late nineties. Um, ninety-seven. I was eighth grade. I started hearing about him around freshman sophomore year. Ninety-nine, two thousand. I'll go two thousand. Yeah, within a year. It's 1999 was his debut. Well, that, okay. Yeah, 1999. So Bob is on the, on the board with 100 points. All right, Adam, your next one for 200 points. Hulk Hogan. I thought you might ask about him, and I am going to say 1977 for Hulkster. Right on the dot. Adam, yep. look at you. I yep. knew that one. Terry Bollea. Yep. <laughs> Terry Bollea made his debut in 1977. Correct. All right, Bob. You for 200 points. What year did The Rock debut? Good old Rocky Maivia. Oh, again, that Flex was Cavana. Oh shit, I forgot about that guy. I'm thinking about Survivor Series. Oh, shit. 2003? His debut? 
shit, no, never mind. That's way before. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go 2000. Just 2000 again. That's my guess. I don't remember. 2000? I don't know. Can I guess? Uh, All right, Adam, you... Yeah, it w- it was not two thousand. Adam, what what do you think? I'm saying ninety five. Close. It was ninety six. Ninety six is when the Rock did Survivor Series. Okay. Yeah, I remember I Survivor that Series like, came out with a shitty gimmick. And his poofy yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Well, there. And all right. Well, Bob misses that one, but we still have more questions to go. Let's go for three hundred points to Adam. The one, the only Ric Flair. When year oh, did he debut? Too. Okay. Um, certainly wasn't the 2000s. Certainly wasn't the 90s. Certainly wasn't the 80s. So, I know it was in the 70s also. I'm going to go 1974 with Rick. 1974. He was seventy-two. Got it within the. T- he was seventy-two. Yep. Yeah, he got it within the two years. So you get credit. Yep. All right. Adam gets nice. three hundred points. I was bobbing between seventy-three and seventy-four. Yeah. All right. Well, Bob, here you go for three hundred points. Stone Cold Steve Austin. When did he make his professional debut? I know this what one. year. That's another one. Now we're talking about WCW. You got it within the two year window. It was nineteen eighty nine. Is when he made his his debut. I knew that, that was a good estimation, yeah. sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the theme so song got- category. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob gets three hundred points. Adam, you're perfect so far. Let's see if you can keep that going for four hundred points. Yeah, Mister Perfect. Let's see if he keeps that train going with Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh. <laughs> It's not 1972. I know that. Um, It'd be impressive if it was. He'd look very, very good if that was the case. Um, Just trying to think of how old he might be right now. I'm going to go 2007. 2007. Incorrect. Bob, do you have a guess? I thought he was early 2000s as well. More like the... Um... 03? 2003. That, that's within the window. He would debuted in 2002. Mm. Shinsuke Nakamura made his debut in 2002. So... Adam, no longer perfect, but you still are doing very well. Oh, and Curtis Axel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bob, here you go for 400 points. 
tell me the debut of the current AEW All Atlantic champion, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh man, he got pretty big recent. Um, he got. But I know he did a lot of indie shit early, too. But he took off within the last 10 years, so 2010. But I think he did stuff before that. He's young. I'll go 05. 05. That's within the two years. Orange Cassidy debuted... In 2004, wow. he's oh, been wow. doing this okay. shit for eight. Yeah, he's been doing this shit for 18 years. Doesn't seem like it because, yeah, he does seem like a young guy. But, yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. How old is he? I'm not sure. I I'd have to, to say look that up. Around just, 35-ish or maybe okay. probably seven, mid to late 30s, no, he did Shakira for a while. He did that. Uh, Shakira. He was like one of the fire ants, is what I, you know. That was one of his first. Yeah, games, but I know he was doing it for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in his like mid to late thirties if he's been doing it for eighteen years. So, yeah, there you go. Since two thousand four, Orange Cassidy's been in the game. All right, now we're down to our five hundred point questions. Adam, first up Ron to you. Bass. <laughs> the outlaw. No. Orange is 38, Adam. by the way. Oh, he's 38. Okay. Hey, no looking up answers, damn it. I'm not. I'm just looking that up. I promise. Okay. Okay. Scott El Potter. Santo. El Santo Ooh. for you, Adam. For 500 <laughs> points. Wow. He was. I knew. Why didn't you ask us this after we did the uh, after the Luchador show? I would have known. Um, yeah, right. I'm going to go 1950. 1950. That is incorrect. Bob, you have a guess? No, I thought he did it before that. He goes old school. He's, so, he's really old school. 40s? I'd, I'd, I'd go even before that. I'd go in the 30s. But late 30, 37? No. no it, just you're close, but no. 1934 is when oh, El Santo wow. made his debut. Wow. My old grandfather would have been my grandfather would have been four years old. Uh, my 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 mom my mom's father yeah but uh yeah El Santo making his debut in 1934. Damn. All right, Bob. Here you go. Here here's your 500 point question. Abdullah the butcher. <laughs> I just saw one. him. Okay, this might be cheating because I just saw him on um that one show, uh, the territory show, and he said he's been doing yeah. it for such a long time. Uh, great show, by the way. If you're watching that, um, the dark, the dark yeah. side of the territories. They just talked about I Stampede Wrestling. On he was that. one of the guys on there. Uh, he says that he's been doing it for a while. They were talking about him. 1960. 
1960. You just got it. 1958 wow. is when he made his debut. 1958. He was 17 years old when he debuted. 1960 yeah. would have been my exact guess, too. Yeah. So there we go. That is our first category down the year they debuted. Bob, what do we have as far as totals go? I have 1,300 as I only missed the 200 question, and Adam has 600 as he missed the number four and five question. Okay. So there we go. It's still early. Still early. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. All right. Let's move into round number two. Speaking of the territories, these are all questions regarding the territories. Guys, all you know, y'all well well read in your uh NWA era uh wrestling. You guys how confident do you guys feel you have <sighs> this going on in the territories? I mean, Bob's more confident than I am, but we'll see. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of uh, WCW NWA pay-per-views lately, so I'm hoping my uh, my background on <laughs> Joey, uh, the Italian Stallion, and the Cuban Assassin will work out really well for me. <laughs> nice. All right, Adam. So let's start with you for 100 points in the territories. Vince McMahon Sr. ran the Northeastern Territory known as WWWF. What did those letters stand for? Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That is correct. For 100 points, Adam gets the Worldwide Wrestling Federation correct. All right, Bob, here you go for 100 points. Fritz von Erich's world-class championship wrestling called this building its home base from 1966 until its closure in 1990. What is it? It was the, it's in Texas. Um, is it the one we always make fun of with Tito, the Sportatorium? Yes. And there you go. The da- anybody the, set foot in yeah. the Dallas Sportatorium. The Dallas Sportatorium. Bobby's Tito's correct a, for 100 points. It closed in 1990? Well, no, it stayed open. I, I, I misread the question. The world it, class it, it ran was, there till 90. Yeah, okay. world class ran there until 1990 because the that's when it shut down. Yeah, the infamous GWF I think did shows from there too. Yeah, there you go. Well. You each got your. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You guys both got your 100 point questions correct. Adam, here you go for 200 points. Based out of Minneapolis, this territory held the most land geographically in all of the NWA. In the NWA? Yes. In the National Wrestling Alliance, this territory, based out of Minneapolis, held the most land geographically. Um, I'm just going to go. It was, the, it, was, it was the biggest territory geographically. Okay. Um, that would that be Vern Gagne's AWA? That is correct. There you go. Vern Gagne and the AWA, they controlled the territory. It was all of Minnesota, the Dakotas, down into Colorado, and then you go east, all of Wisconsin, and then down into Chicago. 
That was the size of the AWA. That's the show. By far. Was that, was that them? Yeah. yeah. The gotcha. Exactly. So, yeah, by far, they were the geographically, they had the most land of any territory. All right, Bob, you ready for your 200 point question? Here we go. NWA Central States was the home territory of multi NWA champion Harley Race. And it was based in this city. St. Louis. That is incorrect. Adam, do you have a guess? I'm going to just guess Kansas City. That is correct. It is Kansas City. That was the home base for NWA Central States and Harley Race. I knew Harley was from Missouri. I didn't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's why I said Kansas City. Yeah. yeah, and he did wrestle a lot in St. Louis, but yeah, his home territory was Central States. All right, Adam, here we go for three hundred points. This wrestler overtook ownership of Tri-State Wrestling from Leroy McGurk and rebranded it as Mid South Wrestling in the nineteen seventies. Mid-South. Hmm, crap, I should know this. Can you read it, the question one more time, please? Sure. This wrestler overtook ownership of Tri-State Wrestling from Leroy McGurk and rebranded it as Mid-South Wrestling in the late 1970s. Would that be the uh, good old Cowboy Bill Watts? That is correct. Cowboy Bill Watts. Pissed in a plant to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Open up the window of uh, Turner Turner Tower. And pissed out of it. Yeah. All right, Bob, here here is your three hundred point question. Patriarch of the Graham wrestling family. Eddie Graham was the promoter of this southern territory, which counted Dusty Rhodes as its biggest draw. It was, was, this was another episode of the Territories. This was Championship Wrestling in Florida. Correct. Correct. That That was a good episode. Yeah, Championship Wrestling from Florida. That is the territory that had Dusty Rhodes as his big draw. All right. Let's get to the 400-point questions now. First up, Adam, in what year? Did Jim Crockett Promotions sell majority ownership of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling to Turner Broadcasting, resulting in the creation of WCW? All right. You have to get the exact year. There's no... Oh, too bad. Too, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I have a good idea of the time frame. Just trying to remember the exact year. Um... So the year it became WCW. Yeah. I'll repeat the question. In what year did Jim Crockett Promotions sell majority ownership of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling to Turner Broadcasting, resulting in the creation of WCW? Okay. I'm going to go 1989. Incorrect. (laughs) 
Bob, you have a guess? I thought it was right around there, 89, 90, maybe 90. No, you guys were close. It was 1988 Shit. is one that happened. Really? Okay. I was, yeah, I've been watching the, the pay-per-views, and they have, like, the cutoff at, from, like, 89 under still the NWA logo, and then when they go to 90 is when they switch it over to WCW. That's why I was confused. Yeah. No, it's fine. All right. For 400 points, Bob, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. For 400 points. Following the sale of Stampede Wrestling to the WWF in 1984, only three wrestlers from the territory were retained by Vince McMahon. Who were those three wrestlers? That was Brett. That was Davy Boy Smith and Jim Neidhart. No. Ooh. No. Close. Adam, was do you have a guess? Smith Hart? Smith? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Dean. Uh, Adam, do <laughs> you have a guess? Uh, I'm... I'm surprised that Neidhart isn't one of them. Maybe he is. I'm going to go Brett Davey and um, Dynamite. That is correct. Neidhart wasn't part of that? Yeah. It was Brett and the British Bulldogs. Dynamite was not part of the initial bring-in. He he was brought in about a year or two later as a favor to Stu. Yeah, the the rhino needs a job. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's driving me crazy. Yeah, the only the only three that Vince had any uh any uh interest in were Brett and the Bulldogs. Well, so there you go. Taste. Matilda. Matilda, no, that was that was a that was an add on. All right, Adam, you ready for five hundred points? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, here we go for five hundred points. All right. In nineteen seventy eight. Good year. Angelo Poffo and his sons Randy and Lanny started an outlaw territory out of Lexington, Kentucky. What was the name of the territory? Do you need the the full name or just the letters? Either one. I'm going to go with Continental Wrestling Federation. That is incorrect. Bob, do you have a guess? It was the the uh, International Championship Wrestling, ICW. ICW is correct, yes. Angelo Poffo with Randy and Lanny started that in Lexington in 1978, and it died out after Vince bought it out in 1984 and brought Randy and Lanny over to WWF. With the frisbees, yes. yeah, with the frisbees the palms. and the poetry. <laughs> All right, Bob, Bob, here we go. Your five hundred point question from nineteen fifty nine to nineteen eighty two. Sam Mushnick's St. Louis Wrestling Club ran a weekly wrestling show originating from what hotel? Um. So it was a hotel where they ran the show. Ho- what you're saying? A, a, ho- 
hotel from St. Louis. It was the at that point the longest running wrestling show on ever in in TV before Raw uh, beat it, and it um, the name of the hotel's in the name of the show. Can I phone a friend and call Tito? <laughs> no, you cannot. Because <laughs> I'm sure he would know. He probably um, would. I remember Sam Mushnick. The Chase. Correct? That is correct. <laughs> the Chase... The Chase Park Plaza Hotel. Wow, I and didn't the name, know all of that. And the name I of the yeah, the the name of the show was Wrestling from the Chase. From the Chase, okay. That ran for yeah, that ran from 1959 to 1982. Good job, good job, guys. So after two cat after two rounds, Bob, where are we at? Um, I have 2,200 points, and Adam has 1,200 points, so I'm up 1,000. Um, okay. I missed the two and the four question, and Adam missed the four and the five question. All right. still right. We're still getting it on, so let, let's – and, of course – Fi- you know, it all depends on how many points you uh you bet on Final Jeopardy as well. Well, not Jeopardy, but Final Trivia, whatever the hell you want to call it. All right, let's move on to our third category here: tragedies. Adam, for one hundred points, Bruiser Brody was stabbed to death backstage at a show held on this Caribbean island, Puerto Rico. That is correct. Adam gets 100 points. All right, Bob, your next question. In tragedies, Chris Benoit's wife, Nancy, was known professionally by what name? She was a woman. She was indeed woman. So there you go. Bob gets 100 points. All right, for 200 points, Adam. How many of the Von Erich brothers committed suicide? Fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, Trying to remember. Was it two? Incorrect. It was three. I knew it was two or three. Yeah. Carrie, Chris, and Mike all committed suicide. David David died, but he didn't right. he didn't commit suicide. Yeah. All right. Bob, for two hundred points. At what pay per view did Owen Hart fall to his death? I believe that was over the edge. That's correct. Over the edge ninety nine. Is when he uh, fell. Oh, I didn't know the year. So Bob, yeah, but it's okay. It was at the over the edge pay per view. Two hundred points for Bob. All right, Adam, for three hundred points. Eddie Guerrero passed away from a heart attack in a hotel room located in which city? I want to say it was Minneapolis. That is correct. 
Adam gets 300 points. Eddie Guerrero passed away in the early morning hours while brushing his teeth from a heart attack in Minneapolis. It was was there a pay-per-view that they were going to, or was it just like a regular uh, Raw or SmackDown, I think? I thought it was a pay-per-view. They had some kind of... Sh- yeah, it was. I think it was a pay-per-view that they were yeah. going to have uh, later that day. But yeah, it was in Minneapolis. All right, Bob, your 300-point question in tragedies. The Ultimate Warrior died a few days after being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame prior to which WrestleMania? Um, and now I got to do my math because he died, I think, around 2014. So that would make it WrestleMania 30. Correct. Bob gets 300 points. It was indeed right after WrestleMania 30 when the Ultimate Ultimate Warrior tragically had... He showed up at Raw and then like a day or later. Did he show up on Raw and then the day the next day he died? Next morning. Yep. Yeah, the next morning. Yeah. And you could tell he was in a bad way because when he cut his promo, his face was all red and yeah, he, yeah, he was not looking his good. His breathing was labored, I could tell. Yeah. <clears throat> so but there you go, yeah. Right right after WrestleMania 30 is when the Ultimate Warrior passed away. All right, Adam, for four hundred points. In 1975, Ric Flair was involved in a plane crash with several other wrestlers. While all but the pilot survived, this wrestler was paralyzed from the waist down. Mm -hmm. Can I phone a friend on this one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, I really don't know. Um, I'm just going to say Mad Dog Bashan. I know that's wrong, but. That is incorrect. Bob, do you have a guess? It was um, Valentine. Um, Johnny Valentine, right? Johnny Valentine, Mm -hmm. yes, that is correct. Greg the Hammer's father, I believe, right? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah, because Tim Woods was in there in that accident too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He broke his yeah. back in a couple places, just just like uh, Flair. Yeah, but the only fatality was the pilot, incredibly. Yeah. So, all right, Bob. Here's your 400 point question. In 1990, or no, I'm sorry, in 1988, Adrian Adonis died in a car accident. In what Canadian province? Ooh. Okay. I just remember it was Canada. I don't remember the province because he he was on my list of people that died young because he died in mm-hmm. it wasn't like a big it wasn't like Calgary, Alberta, or blah, blah, Winnipeg, stuff like that. I, it's, I'll go with Winnipeg. I don't think that's the right answer, though. That is incorrect. Yeah, Adam, do you have a do you have a guess? I'll guess Ontario. 
No, that is incorrect as well. He died in Newfoundland, Newfoundland, whatever, however you want to. I know, could have been there all pronounce night. Pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, Newfoundland. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess you, you, he was in a he was in a van with a couple other guys, and uh, the sun blinded him. And as they were driving, and they just off of a bridge. Rough way to go, man. Yeah. Rough way to go. All right, Adam, here is your 500-point question. Darren Drozdov, who was paralyzed in a match against D'Lo Brown in 1999, uses a personalized tank-like wheelchair that was provided to him by his college friend Kevin Plank, the billionaire founder of what clothing brand? Wow. <laughs> That's really a five hundred dollar question right there. <laughs> hey, Thank hey, you. they get they get tougher, man. Uh, shit. Um, I'm sure this isn't right either, but I'll go with Zubaz. No, it is not Zubaz. <laughs> I remember him walking around the Zubaz pants. So, Bob, you have a guess. I've heard the name before. Um, no. No. Kevin Plank is the billionaire founder of Under Armour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were friends in college, and when, uh, you know, after Under Armour took off, he was still friends with uh, Draz. And when he had enough money, he paid for and developed a tank-like wheelchair that Draz uses to this day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Bob, here's your 500-point question. Zubas. Silver, yeah. Silver King, a famous luchador who gained mainstream fame playing Ramses in the Jack Black film Nacho Libre. He died of a heart attack during a match. What was who was in the match with him? What other luchador was he having a match oh, with when he died? Um, I know this. I was about to say Rey Mysterio, but that wasn't that wasn't Silver King because Rey Mysterio killed somebody else, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that was Para, that was Pero Aguayo, Junior. Yes, that was Junior. He he was with Hoovy. He was Hooven to Guerrero. Right, Cor- correct. He was the yeah. juice. He was in the no. he was in the ring with the juice when he died. Yeah. So there you go. Bob gets five hundred points. All right. So that's our tragedies category. Ramses. Bob, where are we at? Yeah, um, after after uh, three categories, Adam missed the two hundred, the four hundred, and the five hundred. So he's at sixteen hundred, and I missed the four hundred on that one. So I'm at thirty three hundred. All right, so there we go. All right, let's move on to our fourth category here. That has to do with managers. Managers. Adam, let's start with you. For 100 points, Bobby Heenan was born on November 1st, 1944, in what city? Sweet home, Chicago. That is correct. Bobby Heenan 
is a Chicago Sun. And I am damn proud Happy to birthday say yesterday. That's right. Happy heavenly birthday, Weasel. Friggin' best. Absolute right. best. All right, Bob, here's your 100-point question. Captain Lou Albano gained some mainstream success playing Cindy Lauper's father in what music video? Those girls just want to have fun. Correct. Bob gets 100 points. All right, Adam, here's your 200-point question. Paul Heyman, before getting into wrestling, worked as a party promoter at what New York club? Studio 54 with Steve Rubell. That's correct. Adam gets 200 points. All right. Bob, here you go for 200 points. Before gaining notoriety as a heel manager, Freddie Blassie was the top heel for what territory in the 1950s? Oh, that was good. He, he wrote a great book. Ah, oh, man. It was the NWA. Do I got to get specific? It, you have to have the specific air, territory, yeah. Georgia? <clears throat> Georgia? Incorrect. Incorrect. Adam, do you have a guess? I'm going to say the AWA. No, it was not the AWA either. It was the NWA Hollywood. He was based out of California. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. That's exactly what I thought. Freddie Blassie was the original Hollywood? That's right. Scott Norton and Virgil. All right. That's right. Got the got oh, the wolf pack go. going. Yes. <laughs> Scott Norton. All right. Adam, for 300 points. Miss Elizabeth married Randy Savage in real life in what year? Also, oh, wasn't the match made in heaven? You're talking about the real marriage. The real marriage, yes. I'm going to say 1984. That is correct. Right on the button. Yes. Elizabeth and Savage married in real life in 1984. They got divorced in 1992. That's All right. They got married on TV and it was so cheesy. They were ashamed. <laughs> Not for that one guy. He's, he was crying he's, out in the crowd, man. He's, he's still it was, crying. It was the CM Punk guy's father. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob, here you go for 300 points. (laughs) Originally a radio DJ, Ernie Roth became a famous heel manager for the WWWF under what name? He was the Grand Wizard. Correct. The Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Bob gets 300 points. All right. Adam, here we go for 400 points. This this manager was in the passenger seat in the car accident that killed referee and son of Gorilla Monsoon, Joey Morella. I remember that happening. I'm going to say Harvey Whippleman. That is correct. 
Adam gets 400 points. Harvey Whippleman was in the passenger seat in that car crash. I guess he was sleeping, and then Morella, I guess, fell asleep at the wheel, and that's what caused the accident. It's long nights on the road. Dangerous. Yep. All right, Bob, here's your 400-point question. This manager was also the booker responsible for creating the legendary Freebirds versus Von Erichs rivalry in world-class championship wrestling. And it was a manager. I was immediately going to say uh, Dusty, but um, I can't think of anybody. All right. Adam, do you have a guess? I was blind. We throw out Percy Pringle. It was not Percy Pringle. <clears throat> the manager who was also the booker responsible for that rivalry was Gary Hart. Gary Ooh, Hart. I like Gary Hart. Yep. All right. So now Wasn't we go on to our 500. 500- he was, yeah. Gary Hart was a Chicago guy. All right. Here we go. For 500 points, Adam, your 500 point question. The Reverend Slick debuted in WWF in 1986 as the manager of what wrestler? I've got, I've got it, I've got a guess. I just don't know if he managed him for that long a period of time. 86. He was, he made his debut managing this wrestler in 1986. In 1986. I don't think this is right. Uh, no. Uh, I'm just going to guess uh, One Man Gang. That is incorrect. Bob, do you have a guess? It was Hacksaw Butch Reed. That is correct. Hacksaw Butch Reed was Reverend Slick's first client. Back in 1986. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bob. Here's your 500-point question in managers. This WCW manager won the Wrestling Observer's Worst Manager of the Year four years in a row from 1996 to 1999. The Wrestling Observer won you, son? Yeah. Not uh, okay. It's not not PWI. It was the Wrestling Observer. Gotcha. Worst manager of the year four years in a row. Who else was a manager during that time? I'll go with Sonny Ono. That is correct. Sonny Ono. That long. Yeah, wow. from 96 to 99, yeah. My money was at Jimmy Hart. Nah. Well, don't, Sonny Ono was... How uh, did he manage in the 90s after 96? He, he, was, the, he was the Ultimo Dragons manager. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's too bad for Basically, him. Basically, any, anybody Asian who was on the WCW roster, he was their manager pretty much. Well, he was Bish's buddy, I suppose. Yeah, he was. He was. All right. So that's our managers category, category number four. Bob, where are we at after the managers? All right, Adam got all of them except for 500, so he's at 2,600, and I missed the two and the four, so I'm at 4,200, so I'm up 1,600. Okay, Adam 
Adam clawing back a little bit. So here we go. Now our probably our favorite category. Entrance theme trivia. Here we go. Name that entrance theme. Adam, you go up first. Let, let me see. I, I want to make sure you guys can hear this. All right. For for 100 points. Adam, here you go. My, my cousin Rob used to blow into a beer bottle and knock on the table when we were bored. That sumo for Yokozuna. That is correct. Love Adam gets song. 100 points. I love that too. It's really relaxing. You know, you can you can just sit back Get and during that song. You can't do it. With yeah, a that's right, bottle. Bob. You should play it in your office sometimes. Hell yeah, yeah. All right, Bob. Here's your 100 point song. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. My brother, my brother is gonna love this. Um. So we always said that my dad has Eric Bischoff's hair and the way that he combs it to the side. <laughs> so <laughs> we, would always, we would always tease my dad and play Eric Bischoff's theme song anytime. <laughs> um. We had a chance just to uh, give my dad a hard time. So. The answer is Eric Bischoff slash my dad. If I got that wrong, my brother would kill me. Um, final answer. Yeah, that is correct. You got Eric Bischoff's I'm back for 100 points. HLA. That's right. All right, Adam, here's your 200-point song. Here we go. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. I believe this is Trish Stratus. That is correct. That is time to rock and roll. Trish Stratus's theme. Adam gets 200 points. I just heard it this morning on my iPod. There you go. All right, here you go, Bob. Here's yours for 200 points. Yes. I always wonder how his face was so red when I was little. I was like, how the hell does mm-hmm. Brother Love get his face so red? I figured but sunburn. That was a, an amazing gimmick, too. I love the Brother Love gimmick. So that is my boy Brother yes. Love slash Bruce Pritchard. There you go. Brother Love. Sorry, it's just called I Love You. It's beautiful. Valentine's Day All right. special. That's right. That's right. All right, Adam. Here you go for 300 points. Here's yours. Got any guesses, Adam? I'm going to guess uh, the good old uh, Chris Jones's man, Master P, and the No Limit Soldiers. No, that is incorrect. No. Bob, you have a guess? 
somebody's going to get the ass whooped. <laughs> That's uh, Mark <laughs> and Three Six Mafia. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Three Six Mafia's uh, theme for Mark Henry. Somebody's going to get it. That's Academy Award winning chocolate guy myself. Yeah, that's right. They do have an Oscar. All right. Well, Bob, here you go. Here's your 300 point song. That's Eddie Guerrero's old school music. That's correct. That's Eddie Guerrero's WCW theme. Nice. There you go. For 300 points, Bob getting Eddie Guerrero's WCW song. <laughs> I always like that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Adam, here we go. Here's your 400-point song. And it goes on like that for four it's minutes. Tony's Adam. favorite uh, female bowlers, the Nasty Boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is correct. The name of the song is Nasticized for the Nasty Boys. Adam gets 400 points. All right, Bob, here you go. Here's your 400-point song. Oh, I remember now. Harry Saturn? That is incorrect. That wasn't Perry Saturn? It, it was... He's part of the group, oh, but so it wasn't the his theme. It was the it's the Radicals theme, yeah. Yeah, it was the Radicals. I think Dean used it after they broke up, too. Before they gave him that horrible James Bond gimmick. (laughs) Christ. All right. So here we go. Our last songs for each of you guys. Adam, here is your 500-point song. This guy was on my list for second bananas. D'Lo Brown. That is correct. I love D'Lo that. That is D'Lo Brown. He was the only one loyal to the nation throughout. <laughs> which is why I, gave, I used to love that thing. Yeah, that's why. I, looking at the real deal now. That's why I had him as a second banana because he was backing up Farouk and The Rock and the nation. Bob, you, got, you ready? I got an airhead. All I'm right, ready. here we go. <clears throat> here comes your 500 point theme song. Who better than Canyon? Who better indeed? Bob gets 500 points. That is Canyon's theme song. Kind of sounds like Round and Round by Rat. Yeah, right? <laughs> you guys did really good on that. That's awesome. See, Bobby didn't have a Billy Kidman-esque uh, trip up this time. I was hoping you'd play it again. Yeah. 
If I could go, in, if I could go back in there and find it, maybe. But yeah, so there we go. That was our get, name that tune. Guess the theme song uh, category. Uh, after that one, Bob, where we stand? Um, Adam has thirty eight hundred. Uh, he only missed a three hundred question on that one. I have fifty three hundred. I only missed Perry Saturn. Um, okay. so it is. 5,300 to 3,800. So I'm up 1,500. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. We are going into our final question here. So you guys got to, you guys got to bet strategically. If you think you're going to get this or you're just going to let it ride and be like, Hey, what the hell is do this? Let's get your bids first. And then I will read you the question. Adam, since you are behind, how much are you going to bid? All in, baby. Going all in. All right. Well, that's what, 3800 Yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam. Or Bob, how much are you going to bid on this one? All right. So that means if he goes all in, he'll beat me. So I got to go... I will go with 2,301 point in order to win by $1 if I get it wrong. <laughs> okay. Exactly what I would do. <laughs> All right. Okay. The pettiness. Let's see about, yeah, pettiness. All right. <laughs> My CM Punk and me. What I'm, yes. Yeah. You fancy yourself a journalist? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the question I'm going to give you both the opportunity to answer, and then I will give you the correct answer. Okay? All right. Here's our final question. WrestleMania 40 is scheduled to be held on April 6th and 7th, 2024. In what city? (laughs) WrestleMania 40. 2024. All right. Let me know when you guys are ready. All right, Bob, let's start with you. You're ahead. Give me your answer, please. I remember seeing this and reading it. The answer is Philadelphia. All right. Adam, how about you? I'm sure he's right, but I'll be different and say L.A. L.A. Unfortunately, Adam, L.A. is going to be WrestleMania 39, which is going to be coming up next year in 2023. Oh, wow. Bob Bob is correct. It is going to be at, uh, what is it, Lincoln Field, the, Lincoln where the Eagles Field. play. Lincoln Financial Field. Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. That is going to be the location of WrestleMania 40. All right. Well, uh that means Adam loses all of his points and Bob wins. Bob, you have won this Enhancement Talent Trivia Volume 4. What do you have to say as f- for your victory? Um, I dedicated that win to Adam's shirt from Cobra Kai because it's a good show. <laughs> um, awesome show. Good, great, great questions. Uh, really enjoyed uh, the questions you put up. Uh, Adam, as always, is a, is a great competitor. So it was uh, definitely a good time going up against Adam again. Uh, so thank you for everything that you guys did. Sweet. 
How about you, Adam? Any any words? I'm going to observe the code of honor. <laughs> nice. Yes, you're all no Jer- no, virtually handshaking. No Jericho shit. I thought you were going to um, do the Dalton Castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great questions, Tony. That's always fun. I wish I would have hit a couple of the bigger ones, but uh, Bob's a tough competitor. Uh, I believe he's still undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. He is. So Yeah. So congratulations on that, and uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. It's it's always fun to do these. Some of the questions we come up with are just awesome. Yeah, I was trying to make mine a little bit harder than my first go around. So hopefully, I you know mission accomplished on that. That hotel I had a really question, good time. wow! And then there was another one. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you did good. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that listening at home. I know you guys always have fun listening to us do our trivia. So there we go. Volume four, Enhancement Talent Trivia in the books. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. But before we leave, let's do what we always do. Let's give you our match of the week picks. These are matches that you guys can watch in the meantime, in between time, before we get back to you with another episode. Bob, what is your match of the week pick this week? Um, I wrote it down earlier, and I'm trying to find it. I was, I spoke to you earlier about um, Shibata, Kazuyuri Shibata coming out tonight on Dynamite. Um, a lot of people, if you watch Forbidden Door, you saw him come out uh, in the past. But uh, if you have not had a chance to see who this gentleman is, he went up and against um, Kazuchika Okada in 2017. And if you want to see an amazing Shibata match, watch that match. It's actually, unfortunately, the one where he actually hurt himself. Uh, we haven't heard mm-hmm. a lot from Shibata in the past because he ended up, he would he would use a lot of headbutts. And during that match, obviously, he was using headbutts and it ended up getting a us pretty much like a brain bleed um he he started getting swelling and uh, bleeding in in his in in his skull um so they thought he was actually going to die they thought that uh he was never going to wrestle again and uh recently he just started making his comeback but if you want to see who this man is uh definitely check out that match it's uh it's amazing yeah that is a great match adam how about your match of the week pick this week? I'm a little behind on some of my viewing, so I'll, I'll go back to the infamous all-out pay-per-view uh, where all the fun started afterwards. Uh, I love the trios match since the Elite's coming back. Uh, the Elite versus Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Uh, it's the it's great competitive matchup. Um, I'm sure Jim Cornette hated the shit out of it, but I hate the shit out of Jim Cornette's opinions about wrestling these days, so screw him. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that was that, that and uh, the tag team title match uh, were my favorite two matches on that show. So, um, but in honor of the elite coming back, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Nice. Well, my match of the week pick this week is actually a match I'm having on in the background right now. I totally forgot how great this match was, but it totally is. It is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at NXT Rival. It was a takeover Mm -hmm. uh, event. That's that's the the one where uh, 
Kevin Owens won the NXT title from Sami Zayn. It just a great fucking match, I, and it it shows um you know just what these two can do, what great chemistry they have together. So yeah, if you want to go back, go on Peacock, go on the network, and watch that great match from NXT Takeover Rival, the match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the NXT title. All right, well that's the show for this week. Want to say thank you guys for listening. We want to get in touch with you. Two ways to do that. Email us, enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. That's enhancementtalent316 at gmail.com. Or do what everybody else does. Join our Facebook fan page. Just go on Facebook, look up the Enhancement Talent, and click that Join button. All three of us are admins. We'll add you on up. You can interact with us there. Give us show suggestions, post poll topics, memes, jokes, whatever the hell you want to talk about in the world of professional wrestling, you can do it right there on our page. We got a really good community going. We really want to grow it as well. Also, wherever you guys listen to this show, do what you can and click the subscribe button or the follow button. That way it helps us out. Let's us know how many followers we have. And yeah, that way, whenever we drop a new episode, you don't, you're, you don't have to get, uh, you know, notified. It'll be automatically notify you when we get a new episode that works for us too. So, all right, well, that's it. So for the Warsaw blonde himself, Adam Kulavik, and for the other half of the fabulous Lopez cousins, Dr. Bob Lopez, I'm Tony Lopez. We will see you guys again next week. Have a good and safe week. We'll talk to you then. Later. Bye-bye. Good night.